You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Just right as, we, right as we start, the mic dropped. So <laughs> John just finished an epic rap, and he just dropped the mic on us, <laughs> as all rappers are legally obligated to do. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a tall-ish guy. I don't want to say I'm super tall. I'm not. Are you but... one of those guys who say you're five, you're six foot one, but you're five nine? <laughs> no, no, no I, I am actually six two. Wow. Oh, oh. Yeah. I usually say I'm five six on a good day. <laughs> and today, my friends, is a good day here on G4D, aka Grounds for Discussion. discussion. And we will we'll be talking about the latest album from The Drums. <laughs> with the good the album drums. Brutalism. The Drums, which for some reason fe- features more bass than it does drums. You know what? That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Right? Mm. I was waiting for some drums, but there's really not too many drums. There, there really isn't. It's an artist that neither of us are really familiar with, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yeah. Should be an interesting discussion. As always. As always. All right. Okay. I think my mic stand is good now. <laughs> good? Yeah. Watch. It's, it's going to fall again. That's just going to happen. At some point, it's going to clunk right down on the table. It looks pretty good. Okay. Stable. All right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I need a really long one because I got a long neck, so I'm... Like when I usually talk to Adam. Yeah, you and your five, six foot two long <laughs> neck. I have to like look down oh. at the table. Or, or, or good, I, can, good I can put save, my face down. <laughs> put my face down, but put my eyes up at you. I guess I'm always looking up at you, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I, I know I always look up to you normally. Oh. And I especially look up to you and your coffee making skills because, sir... <sighs> You might have a mug that says "World's OKS Barista," but you're my favorite barista. Oh, I'll cheers to that. Mm. Mm. Sticking with Trader Joe's, right? I think it's still Trader Joe's. Yeah, I need to get on. Um, Just Coffee Co-op is doing like a sale for thirty percent off all their coffee for the month of April, so I need to get on that and order some new stuff because I'm I'm very close to running out of coffee. Oh wait, wait! What's that sound I hear? Oh, that's that's your wallet in pain. Oh, it's in pain. All the pre-orders. Oh my god, man. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's it's turning into that crazy time of year with a lot of good music dropping. Vampire Weekend, just announced. Flying Lotus. Lotus yep. Flip Flamagra. Flamagra. I it think sounds so. like a spell on Kingdom Hearts. Like when you update fire, it's like Figura. Oh, it probably is. It is something like that. He he is a video game uh, nerd. Yeah. I think one of the tracks on the album is actually called Heroes in a Half Shell, too. Oh, Turtle yeah, Power. There, there you go. I'm looking forward to some uh, TMNT samples on that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Did you watch the music video for the track that features David Lynch? I have not. Okay. Is it directed by David Lynch, or is he actually in it? I don't know if it's directed by him, but he his his face is in it. So for those of you who don't know, Flying Lotus is pretty much like an experimental electronic artist. He 
kind of really started out doing like beats early on in his career and really now it's just become like this futuristic afro artist uh, ad- <laughs> no afro futuristic artist that mixed works. up the names there, there we go there you go and this new album has like a crazy lineup of guests on it including uh david lynch on there anderson pack solange even thundercat again which i look oh. forward to you know so we'll have some crazy bass lines on there <laughs> but the video is called fire is coming and if anybody really needs to get some weirdness going in their day go and watch that music video because it's just something else it is very bizarre it's like there's a group of children wearing these wolf outfits and they're just destroying this room making all this noise as children in wolf outfits usually do exactly and then along comes a wolf in a wheel in a wheelchair but it looks like mangled and distorted and then Mm. all of a sudden it starts like glitching out and it opens up its jaw and david lynch's face is there and it tells a story so, <laughs> oh, i kid God, you not i need to see this <laughs> yeah it's not that long either it's only like three minutes once long. upon a time there was a man who walked into traffic and was converted into another life after he had coffee and cigarettes pretty much yeah that's pretty much what that whole story is and it's amazing <laughs> If the rest of the album is going to be that bizarre, I think we're in for a treat. Oh, boy. I really look forward to getting it. It's even got, like, this crazy fold-out, like, pop-up thing. Yeah, you know, I saw Lux that edition. the special editions. No, no. Daddy can't spend that kind of money now. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can. But, <sighs> I mean, as cool as that is, like, what am I going to do with it? I'm going to open it up. Wow. And then that's it. Yep. That's it. I mean... Those kind of things are cool in concept, but like, other than the initial appeal of it, why else do you need it? Yeah, well, really, my wallet is crying because John and I just went to Record Store Day last Saturday, mm. and we had a really, really great time. Yes, we did. Yeah. In fact, so much fun, I recorded most of the footage, and now it's on our YouTube channel, G4D Podcast, so you can search that on YouTube and find our shenanigans throughout the day. Oh boy, we are growing. Uh, we sure are, yeah. We had our buddy Chad out there with us, and got to experience his first record store day. Shout out to Chad. Thanks, Chad, for, sta- for standing in line with us. Yeah, we got there, I think early, this is the earliest we've gotten there, about an hour or so before the store opened. Still waited about, for what? We were in the store by 10.30, which is definitely the earliest we've been. Yes. So we still waited three hours like we did last year, but we got up much further, I feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like We were like near the gas station when usually we're like behind it. Yes. In the Park Avenue CDs realm. It's kind of like Park Avenue CDs, and then to the left, there's like the gas station, and the line usually wraps around the building from there. And shout out to Park Ave CDs, because they make this like a true event. And I feel like they get better at it every single year. Yeah, there was food, free PBR, mm-hmm. contests, raffles. <laughs> Actually, the reason why we're doing the drums is because uh, John and I had a drum off for tickets <laughs> to see the drums at the Beecham on May 18th. And uh, let's just say that I showed John some uh, some drum skills, you know. So I have no musical talent whatsoever. I've never learned an instrument ever in my life. I did singing and plays and stuff like that growing up in high school and in uh, college, but never never instrumentally inclined. Mm. So yeah, Adam wiped the floor with me. <laughs> but you know what? I had the guts to go up there and drum. That's right. Nobody no else, else did. No one else could accept my uh, wanted to challenge me. 
because you know my drum skills are just they reign supreme i feel like you could play any instrument though you're just one of those kind of guys that's that good like oh, you could pick up any thanks, instrument man. and just you have that instinct and that just that nat- natural inclination to oh. just i don't know what word i'm looking for here I, ha- I thought I had something and I'm dragging. You know what I mean. Though. I know you're, too. You're, you're, you're just a natural. Well, no one has told me no before. So, you know, I'm always ready to try new instruments and anything that comes my way. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was a good time, man. Good Ser- time. Seriously, Park Ave CDs, you're the best. We love you guys so much. Yeah. Thanks for a fun time. And uh, thanks for murdering my wallet. <laughs> I spent way too much this year. We, we went through our what we got at Records Friday on our YouTube video, but some of the highlights I got, at least, were the, the um, Louis Armstrong had a Disney record where he sings Disney songs. So if you ever wondered, how would Zippity Doodah sound if Louis Armstrong sang it? Well, fear no more, because that's what that is. I got the Death Grips album, which I can't wait to listen to. I'm surprised it wasn't one of the first ones you listened to. I know. I, well, I, I'm in the process of getting the new record space all set up. I moved recently, so I'm like slowly starting to unpack all my records and stuff. And you know, transporting records was difficult. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out how to do that. I found these crates, and they fit everything pretty well. So mm-hmm. I was pretty happy with that. But yeah, getting my sound and everything back up and running. John, did you get any, any highlights you want to share? So I was light this year, but I did get the Twin Peaks vinyl. Had mm. to. It was a season two vinyl. It sounds really, really good. They did a great job with that. Double LP, two different colors. One's blue, one's green. Uh, good um, 16-page booklet is in there, too, as well. I think the artwork was done by David Lynch, too. Really enjoyed listening to that. And then I got the 7-inch uh, of uh, Anderson Pack's Bubbling. Which I really like that single quite a lot. I was kind of surprised it wasn't on his most recent album. Hmm. And I did like, too, that they made the color of the vinyl champagne. Oh. You know, Look makes sense. Bubbling champagne. Yeah. Yeah. The other side of it has got a um, Busta Rhymes remix on there, too. And, man, I always forget how much I really like Busta Rhymes like, and his flow. Yeah, he, he is fast. Yeah, it's just crazy. Do you remember the track, Give Me Some More? I feel like I do. Yeah, that one is like a good showcase of what he could do. And I'm obviously there are other ones, but that's just the most immediate one that comes to my mind. And I love that it uses a sample from the title track of Psycho. Oh, my God. Yeah, Bernard Herman. Yeah, Bernard Herman and uh, his score on that. It's really just very well done. It's a fun music video, too, as well. That's cool. I remember the Ocarina of Rhyme by Team Teamwork. He's a DJ. He remixes like Legend of Zelda music with rappers, mm-hmm. and he he did one with Busta Rhymes, and it sounds like really good. It's like Gerudo Valley and Busta Rhymes. It's really cool. Nice. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'll have to show you that. It's really good. There's a clips one on there too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. You would like that. Yeah. So another successful record store day, and we got some tickets to an upcoming show now for the drums, and obviously we need to familiarize ourselves with this band. Yeah, And for those of you at home who do not know about the drums and their latest album, Brutalism, they've been around since 2009 with their debut single of Let's Go Surfing. Yeah, which is, I honestly, I've not listened to a drums album, and I was 
looking on Spotify and I was like, let's go surfing. Is that? And I was like, wait, is that the song that goes, hey, I want to go surfing? And yeah, that's what it, it was. Is. Yeah. yeah. Radically different <laughs> from how they are now, I think. Yeah. And from what I'm reading, it was a lot of like indie rock kind of fun jams. And now it, the, um, the lead singer of the drums, his name is Johnny Pierce. Johnny Pierce. It sounds like now what the band has kind of morphed into is a solo project for him in a yes, way. That's and true. It's very evident with the cover of him. Looks like he's like blowing his nose with like a like a glove. But it like looks a latex like he's, <laughs> But it looks like as he's doing it, he's really enjoying it. Yeah, too. he's having it's a he's having a good time uh, blowing his nose there. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, he became the lone band member in 2017 on the album Abysmal Thoughts. And beginning with that album, it really kind of started becoming more of a, confes- a confessional outlet. Um, sorry, I butchered that word. Confessional outlet. There we go. Got another confession to make. <laughs> and now with this latest album, it's the Heartbreak album. It's the, mm. you know, the relationship, the falling in love and the dissipation of a relationship afterwards like the highs and the lows and brutalism may not been i think probably our first album that we need to listen to this band because i feel like maybe leading up to it we could have had a good idea of where this trajectory was going but are you now excited after listening to this album to see them live I think certain moments of this, yes. I I really like the instrumentation on this album. I think he has mastered. It it kind of gave me vibes of the Rapture and of of Montreal a little bit, and kind of like that fun kind of goofy sound and style, but also some like good funk kind of beats. Mm-hmm. And it's very evident in the bass, which is very prominent in all the mix, which is probably my favorite aspect of his album is all the bass lines. But I feel like calling this album brutalism was not really brutal like there's not a lot of brutal topics i mean heartbreak can be brutal i get that but like it just didn't warrant that kind of thing similar to what we talked about with weezer and the black album you know it didn't fit the aesthetic they were kind of going for i would agree with that i think there's an album uh not an album a song on here uh 626 bedford avenue that kind of talks about the conflicting nature of love where it's like you want this person, but you know, you shouldn't be with them, you know, you, and you regret what you did, but you also don't at the same time. Yeah. There's a lot of repetitiveness in that song and kind of throughout the album too, of just the structure of the songs, as far as like he'll do the chorus, but then he'll like keep doing the chorus like multiple times. And it's just like, he kind of ran out of time. And the idea is just like, he just kept repeating them over and over. And I feel like I kind of got bored at some of those points in the album. Early on in the album, there were a couple of really catchy songs on here too. Body Chemistry, uh, 626 yes. Bedford Avenue. and Body I think Chemistry it, is kind of where the bass really comes in. And I was really grooving on it. Yeah. I actually was really enjoying that too. It's not typically my type of pop music, but I was like, okay, this is really catchy. And, you know, it's it's got a good hook behind it as well. I was like, okay, I'm I'm vibing with it. This isn't usually my thing, but I appreciate what's here. If you can make something catchy, regardless of how poppy or kitschy it can be, I can go along with it. I yeah. can have fun with it. And it kind of starts off like that, and then it kind of slowly like dwindles down a little bit. It's a little less yes. funky. It's a little more slower, a little more melancholy in the sound and style. And 
it's almost like a weird jovial sound if that mm-hmm. makes sense kind of like there's like a lot of elements of like flutes and like kind of just whimsical approach to it as far as like what it was at the beginning and i know you and i have talked about this before and we really can't stress this enough this is another album that's made for streaming in the sense that like all the really poppy and upbeat songs are towards the top i think unfortunately just the way streaming is now a lot of people just have music add and will listen to maybe the first couple of tracks or the first half of an album and then move on from it Mm. so if you look at what the most popular songs are from a streaming aspect on this album it's those earlier ones right there Hmm. and i think that was probably the half of the album that i enjoyed more yeah i agree when things get a bit more somber and he starts talking like really getting a lot more personal about the heartbreak in his lyrics later on i kind of was just like all right i'm getting the point with some of these and to your point about the repetitive aspects the track i want to go back has a chorus that just gets stale really halfway through the song it it's the equivalent of being like okay i i get it you you got to do something to break up the monotony that's here now because you've already kind of made your point and it's not really evolving into anything else as it goes along. It's almost like he ran out of ideas for these songs because, you know, from what he's been writing, it's been mostly, you know, kind of happy, upbeat pop rock songs. And to transition into like sad songs, mm-hmm. not sad songs, but like a sad topic and like trying to explore your feelings and emotions, it's like it's hard to write a whole complete album about it if you've never done it before. So I think that's kind of why it repeats a lot. Yeah, this is like bedroom pop for Panic at the Disco fans. Yeah, I would say that. It's, and not knocking Panic at the Disco, by the way. I'm just no. saying that, like, this is kind of in that same vein. But he kind of sings, like, uh, was it Brandon Urie from that? Yeah, he kind of has that, you know, kind of falsetto, kind of trying to reach those, like, high notes and stuff. But I feel like, too, as a first album for this kind of sound and style that he's going for, it could have been a lot worse. I would agree with that. I think he has an ability to write good hooks and good, like, songs, but it might not translate over well to the lyrics and maybe the themes of the album. But I think for a good first attempt with this sound, I think it's it was solid. Yeah, I I would agree. I was surprised at how solid I thought it was because on that first track, I really thought like, mm, I don't know, this might be a bit of a struggle to get through. And honestly, the first track wasn't, I think the lyrics, honestly, were just like kind of eh for me on yes. most of it. And that's where I was going to struggle. But the music itself and the beats kind of kept me enthralled in it. Yeah, I like the instrument instrumental things on here. Instrumental elements, I should say, really well. Um, <sighs> I I just I I think with this kind of style there are certain you know cliches that are being incorporated a lot more and more as we go along and I just really see them on this album I wish there was just a bit more risk taking from him mm-hmm. and probably his fans don't want that you know but I just think about like okay here's a guy who started out doing like 1950s surf rock with let's go surfing would have been kind of cool if he was just like you know what i'm gonna you know do something crazy on this track and add in some kind of element here that doesn't really you know that keeps you on your heels like that track body chemistry i know we talked about it earlier that has almost a strokes vibe to it oh yeah i I heard like the rapture of montreal like i was saying earlier kind of thing it's definitely got that 2000s early indie 
alternative rock sound. And if there was more of that on the album, I feel like it would elevate it more for me personally. Yeah. With, with there's just that element that's missing, and it's hard to quantify. But without it, it just doesn't take it to the next level. Yeah, and I think we can probably jump into our final thoughts here. I on knew this. you were gonna say that. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, we talked about it. You know, it's it's just like one of those I, things. It's I'm like just, I'm just teasing you. Like there are certain things that like those who are listening at home won't see that I do. There are certain ticks that like Adam has. That's why I don't think you and I could ever play poker because I think we'd both know our ticks. Oh yeah. Well. We would, we would, I would be terrible. Wait, wait, when you put away the uh, cell phone, cause we obviously have both have, we both have our cell phones out to look at our notes that we have on the album. We put them away in our pocket when we're all done. And that's when it's like, all right, time to wrap it up. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like as a good first attempt to make this kind of album, it's solid. I never was really enthralled in the whole thing as far as, you know, the theme and the vibe and stuff. But like there's there are enjoyable elements to this, especially like the instrumentals and the bass and things like that. Kind of going back to what you said, you know, it's a definitely a good first attempt. And I feel like if he went too experimental with it, it would have faltered even more because then people would be like, why is he doing this? And similar to, I'm going to use Spoon. I always use Spoon when talking about experimenting with music because they do it right. But, you know, you incorporate little elements to your sound that overall grow it. Like, you know, on Hot Thoughts, there are experimental elements to it that are Spoon sound, but there's different things that they're trying and it works because it still incorporates who they are. And I feel like, you can experiment and this guy should experiment, but maybe in more of that writing style that you're used to and kind of incorporate those new elements into what you're comfortable with and do. I mean, yes, that's, I'm not saying to hinder creativity or anything. No, that's definitely no, not no. It, I, but I get like, what you're saying. You know, you got to know your strengths where they are and, you know, going from indie rock to breakup albums, you know, might be kind of a hard transition, but it definitely does not hinder my, want to see them live because I feel like it would be a cool show to go to and I will go see them still and hopefully you'll come with me. <laughs> yes. 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 Awesome. Yeah. But, um, I say this is a solid stream. It. It's fun to check out and listen to, but I don't know if I'm necessarily going to come back to a lot of it besides like the main singles. You prove a good point on the experimental aspect. And I guess that's what I was trying to get at. Cause I think we both agree with that point. I'm not saying like go full fledged, you know, not, it doesn't need to go like, you know, death grips crazy with the album but I, I i just think those little elements would have kind of brought it up for me you know it's just like all right you're kind of i don't know i don't know if playing it safe is the right word i think with the lyrics he definitely played it safe yes i i would agree with that i think from a just a musical element it's just could have used a bit more pizzazz <laughs> that's the only word that comes right to my head up top and i i think i enjoyed this album more when it was upbeat and as opposed to being more solemn i think the more upbeat songs yeah they could be a little bit goofy a little bit like the lyrics like you know on body chemistry or a little like all right but it's still like all right this is catchy i'm i'm vibing with yeah, it yeah there's good elements I gotta have in a good it time with this and that's when the album just really shines for me. And I think if we see him live, he'll be doing those songs specifically. I think they would just translate well to a live show. And it makes me want to check out his earlier stuff more. I think that he has some interesting things to say. I just don't know if it's at the level where it's like really as memorable as it should be. Mm -hmm. 
I will come back to this album. I don't like. I don't think I won't. And I'll especially try and go back to it leading up to us seeing the show to kind of get more into the spirit of it. But this is a very small scope album for me. Like this is like kind of almost a like bedroom pop album if it were made in a mansion as opposed to like you know a bedroom that's in an apartment or a house it's definitely fabricated and you know exactly it's it's bigger it's bigger in scope than your typical bedroom pop album i feel like you know it doesn't feel like that this was just one guy in front of a computer and a keyboard at his side and all that kind of stuff like this is bedroom pop with the extra production I c- and i it. could see too someone else giving him advice and kind of just how to shape things maybe lyric wise kind of like okay you're doing this for the first time let me give you suggestions on how to make this sound good or mm-hmm. offering suggestions like that because i feel like to go from a band to like by yourself and not have a direction of focus could hinder the album and i think that kind of did it for me too yeah exactly i would agree with that and i would also agree with the rating too as well it is definitely a stream it but it's a good it's a good stream it i'd say it's a stream it on the higher spectrum yeah it's a solid stream it yes it definitely is it definitely is it's not everyday listening for me but i think those singles especially are ones that i'm going to return back to like body chemistry i was just like okay you know yeah he's having fun with it yeah he's having fun this is not usually my thing but you know what i'm down with it although i have a strange feeling adam when we go to this show we're going to be the old guys there oh probably yeah it was weird when um carrie and i saw a car seat headrest i didn't realize like there were a lot of young people there yeah and it was just like that's so cool like it was weird because I was like, I felt so old, but it was cool that like this guy's lyrics and his stories are connecting with like people in that way and shape. And like, it's, he's really appealing to like that crowd, which is really cool to see. Agreed. Agreed. And it, and it's nice to see too, because it means that the younger crowd is into the indie scene. Yeah. I feel like, Oh God, what was that Nick and Nora movie? <laughs> it's just like, we gotta go listen to Where's Fluffy, you know? And it was like, I felt like that was my Where's Fluffy moment in like this indie band that's super cool. And like, <laughs> I totally forgot about that movie until you mentioned it. Oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, you know what other movie from that? Well, I don't know if it's exactly from that time period, but it's probably not that far off that I haven't seen in a while that I always kind of associate with like the indie music scene is Garden State. Mm. I haven't seen that in probably... 10, 15 years now? It's the shins, bro. You know, listen to the shins. They're going to change your life. It, it is a great soundtrack, but yeah. I I haven't listened to it since then or watched the movie since then. And, I, and I won't, I'm almost afraid to. I'm almost afraid that if I go back to it now, I won't enjoy it as much as I did then. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not, sir. Well, you know what I did enjoy? This coffee. And I drank this way too fast. Yeah, you did. <laughs> as I, I always do. I can already see oh, the coffee God. washing over you. Oh. Your, your your skin is glowing. Your I'm, eyes are less bloodshot. I don't know, man. It just they're gonna be really productive the rest of the afternoon. God, I hope so because I need to be. Just don't stop. Just just keep on standing. Keep on doing stuff. The second you slow down, you die. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. Well, hey, just want to remind everyone that we are on itunes stitcher google music and now youtube so you can find uh more shenanigans on youtube we'll be making more videos for that and hopefully spotify soon fingers crossed yep we'll we'll let you know when we're on spotify and then we have a website which is g4dpodcast.com where you can download all of our episodes view some cute photos of john and i you know 
exciting stuff on the horizon. We aren't stopping, folks. We aren't slowing down either. That's right. So stay tuned. Keep on giving us your music suggestions. We love hearing from all y'all. And we'll talk to you soon. I wonder what we're going to cover next week. Next week might be another busy week. Oh, man. I feel like I don't even know what's like coming out anymore. I need to get on I that. Don't, I don't either. We're, we're getting into the busy season, sir. Yep. We might have to do like a rapid fire, just like quick, like, okay, here's what we've been listening to. Go, go, go. You know? Lightning round? I, that could be fun. Right? Mix it up a little bit. We'll have four cups of coffee first and then do the lightning round. Oh, man. That, that sounds like it could be amazing. Perfect. Oh, man. I would love that. Oh, I, right. I'm, I'm already thinking about the levels of anxiety I'll have. <laughs> I'm already thinking about the anxiety I'm getting just finishing this coffee in under 20 minutes. Oh, it's only beginning, sir. Mm. It's only beginning. Mm. Oh, I got one more drop. Go, go, go. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Thank you, as always, for your support. We have the best <sighs> fans in the world. We sure do. Keep on leaving us great reviews, all those five-star ratings. We'll we read love them. you guys so much. Yeah, we'll read them on our podcast. Yeah. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.